Awesome. Well, um, thanks, Jord, for being here. Even though you're the interviewer, I'll kick us off. <laughs> um, obviously, this is something we've been planning for a long time to have a chat about Unleashed and everything we're doing in the player agent sports management space. Um, we also figured there's not enough young guys starting podcasts about sports. So <laughs> it's a niche market. <laughs> bit of a niche market, <laughs> something fresh. Um, so awesome to be here. We just really want to put everything that's going on in our minds and hearts about um, sports management, what we do for our work and um, plans for the future for Unleashed and the players. Um, put it into the universe, into the uh, atmosphere and, um, yeah, get it get it out there. Like you said, this has probably been a few months in the making, so it's good to finally sit down and, yeah, just pick your brain, I guess. That's it. Should we get into it? Pick away. Tell, tell us who you are, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so obviously I think not many people will watch this who don't know us, um, but my name's Mark Tipple, this is Jordan Pritchett. Uh, we are a part of Unleashed Sports, a brand new sports management um, company launched in Australia, accredited NRL player agency as of May 2022. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, and yeah, I guess it's something for me that is a real extension of um, who I am and what I've wanted to do for a long time. I think um, a lot of the purpose for the company comes from thinking about when I was young and who I would have needed in my life um, to help get the best out of me as an athlete, as a person, as a young guy. Um, I've seen a lot of benefit as a coach doing that for young guys and that's probably um, something we'll talk about quite a bit is, you know, I coached you when you were in high school um, and that was a real drive for me is being a mentor or being someone that the young guys can look up to, but yeah. sort of putting myself in the place of who did I need at that age and what would I have liked to hear. Um, yeah, well, that's probably why I was so like, drawn to you in that sort of school touch system because you see this like sort of younger bloke, definitely a lot younger than a lot of the mentors and stuff we had at school. And you're just like, I don't know, just make it so fun, especially the footy and, you know, learning as well. It's definitely a big difference, like the yeah, the whole family feel. And where, I, where I'm from, I'm from Nelson Bay originally and, yeah, quite close to the central coast where you are. But um, definitely in the sports area there, it's, it's definitely lacking a lot of mentors and leadership. And I feel like it's like a big burden on the athletes there. They're always moving away to try and, you know, excel in the sport. So I guess doing something like this where a couple of young blokes that are trying to, you know, make not only their sport career better but lives better and, like, make friends as well makes a big difference. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a huge space and something that, um, you know, the mentoring space in general, mm. in all walks of life, yeah. um, is something that I'm really conscious of still is just maybe you don't need one mentor um, for all aspects of life, but who are your mentors in um, certain aspects that you look up to and yeah. that you want to attain what they have? Um, so I think as well, if you didn't really have like a strong parent figure um, or someone within your family is making sure that people um, reach out and seek mentors in key areas of their life to get better um so i would say 
mentoring young guys is a passion, but it's not like um, an ego thing or you don't try and like. Yeah, well, you're in it, you're in it together, I guess. Like, yeah, yeah. Put you on a pedestal. And a lot of the young kids, especially in rugby league, moving away from like their families, like I don't know whether it's moving from a regional town to a big city, some of them can get real isolated and, yeah, really lack that, I guess, like like we said, mentorship and like a role role model. So, yeah, yeah you can get your you know, your management company to be a friend and someone that you can talk to stuff outside of, you know, the footy contract or whatever it is, they make a big difference. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think some of that comes back from um, my background as well. As a teacher, um, I grew up a, a Christian and so there's definitely like a, a caring, nurturing aspect to our company as well. And like I said, probably an extension of... Um, who I am and the people that I admire and want around me. Um, so, yeah, that's that comes into the name as well. I think it was in 2020 I was sitting around um, – I was sitting in bed and I was journaling and I was thinking what is my main purpose in life? Like my core value, what is my biggest driver? And what came to mind was helping people unleash – all that they can be and so then the name was an extension of that like this is unleashed and we are helping people in all aspects of their life holistically unleash everything that they are um i've definitely had moments in my life where things are very gray um things are very dull and then to explore what life looks like in full technicolor um and how that works as an athlete is we really believe that if people are happy off the field with every aspect of their life if they're training well eating well if things are good with their relationships then that should flow onto the field into everything as well yeah it flows into everything yeah so you should be enjoying and having fun in your life and then that should flow onto the field not to say that you're not working hard and all that, but what, uh, like, you should be enjoying it along the way too, so. 100%. And how do you feel, like, when you were younger, do you think you were, you know, growing up in the sports, like, area, do you think you were lacking, like, I don't know, like a leader like that, or like a mentor, or how was your sports journey when you were a bit younger? Yeah, I guess um, my family were pretty inexperienced in the sport space, so as passionate as my dad, and he'll watch this, <laughs> as passionate as my dad is about sport. Um, we came from a background where we weren't really involved in formal sport, maybe mainly for religious purposes. Yeah. So dad loved sport, introduced that to myself and my siblings. Um, and we were right into it, massive fans, but I didn't play club sport until my teens. So I had natural talent um, and I wasn't really able to explore that. And I don't think I had the right mentors and that's where it comes full cir circle to what we were saying before i had a few contracts in rugby i had a, a few scholarship um offers in cricket um and then obviously through my 20s uh touch football became a major um the focus late, the late bloomer yeah a little bit and i hated tackling so <laughs> that was uh <laughs> a natural evolution as well i thought oh if you could play rugby without the um without the contact that would be fun so um then through through my 20s for a whole decade they're pretty much going really hard with touch and coaching playing stuff like that yeah and 
Yeah, I guess you've touched on it already, but well, we sort of talked about the purpose of Unleashed, how it's, you know, not just talking about like the whole management side, but the, the whole of life. So I guess, did you want to get into the purpose and the name of Unleashed? Yeah. Well, that's exactly it. Like, and I think being Unleashed and having your full potential Unleashed, if I'm going to lead a company that has that name it also has to start with me as well and that's been a big driver lately is really analyzing my strengths and my many weaknesses um, and seeing what I do well and what I don't do well and then building a team around that so obviously we work at Gold Coast Touch together Um, I'm the general manager there Jordan is the competitions manager as of the last few months and that's our full-time job um, so how that all ties in, uh, building the team there and then how that ties in with what we're doing with Unleashed. Um, I mean, we're super busy. The phone goes off at all times of the day and night and putting up boundaries, creating safe spaces, um, so that we can make sure we get everything done. And then I think a big thing for me is getting my priority orders right. So Yes, we lead a sports club as it is, and then we're trying to build a sports management company. How do you juggle um, everything uh, that goes with that? So that's all part of being unleashed is for me in my own life, my personal life, my relationships, um, health, wellness, everything like that. How do I live life in full technicolor, enjoying it, um, being a good person, getting the best out of myself so that I can be the best everyone else so hopefully i can help unleash my full potential with the help of mentors key relationships everything we've talked about and then um, obviously the company is there set up to help athletes athletes do the same and the way i see it george is like a formula one pit stop you know drive to survive the the formula one car shout out to that show what a show eh? what a show (laughs) what a show anything that makes women love formula one races at like 11 p.m (laughs) It has to do something right. So um, they've told the story really well, but you, you see the Formula One car pull into the pit stop and you see all the different people changing the tyres, adjusting the wings, all that. Um, I can't change all the tyres, adjust the wings, you know, but we're going to find the best people that we've ever met who just really happen to be very good at changing the tyres, adjusting the wings, mm-hmm. and you build the team. So the athlete pulls in to Unleashed, full holistic services. If we can't do it, we know someone that can connect them to a really awesome network um, and essentially like Toto Wolf from Mercedes or, you know, the management team behind that, um, that's that's what we're there yeah. to do. So. And you roll that into, like you said, you're a coach and we play together in touch footy. Definitely go into your coaching style about like the roles that people play in the team. Hey, like there's not everyone is going to be able to throw that flashy long ball to the wing, or there's got to be workers in there, and that's the same for everything. Everyone plays their part for like the whole team to make it. Hey, oh man, absolutely. Um, touch football is so underrated with everything that it brings to a performance mindset, skills, agility, awareness. Um, so, yeah, you touch on the role. People don't understand how technical touch footy is. And, you know, the Ryan Pappenhausens, Nico Hines, Adam Dewey's, Benji Marshall, Sean Johnson, like the, the most exciting players to watch in the NRL 
they are pretty much all from touch. And they do all those technical things without even thinking, hey, just like just practice and repeat, practice and repeat. Yeah. And and when it goes back to um, back to the roles is sometimes that means in all sport um, and in all teams, sometimes that means um, just lowering our egos as well um, to do what's best for the team. And I said this to our women's team the other night, like I came into touch footy as kind of a steppy, agile um, footy, like, you know. You're still, I, you're still like that. Half old <laughs> footy player. And then when I started playing touch, all of a sudden I was like at, at the elite level, I was like bigger, bulkier, slower. Yeah. And I had to find a role in that and dampen my ego at times to do what was best for the team. Um, and on the Central Coast where I grew up, you know, we're both New South Wales boys um, originally. We've built a pretty amazing program there with guys that do exactly that, probably at a world-class level. Um, and we always joke about that. Hey, I used to used to play Central Coast, actually. I played for Nelson Bay, and every time we'd make it to that state cup in touch footy, we'd come up against Central Coast. 7-3 every time we lost, but <laughs> you just see, I don't know, when probably four or five years before that, you see Central Coast start at, as this club. They weren't very good, hey, and then just all these kids that have come through that all know their roles. They're not the most athletic or the most gifted, but they're just so like hardworking and want to put in the extras and look at them now. What are they? They're coming first down in New South Wales. Yeah. Man, and that's like, I don't know, that's pretty much the core of what we're trying to build in Unleashed, like not not the most gifted, not the you know, not the prettiest, but just get down and do the work and get it done, you know, wanna wanna help out the team. Hundred percent. And finding people in the right areas that have strengths in the right areas. Um and I also think that even when we're talking about athletes that we would want to recruit into Unleashed, um, sometimes in a team environment there may be people um that aren't aligned with what you want to do and where you're going. And um, I think that's a really big thing for me. Be really inclusive, but really be strong in who you are, where you're going, what your purpose is. Yeah. And when people come along and you are super inclusive, they have an opportunity to jump on the train, yeah. but the train may not be for them for everyone. as well. And I think if you try and pander to a million different people, and you don't know where you're going, who you are, um, what your purpose is, you'll end up pleasing no one. Yeah. Whereas at least if we're really strong on that direction, we'll find the right people that are to come along with us. So, yeah. And just not, you can't, that's what we're learning in sports management, hey, like you just can't please everyone. And like, <laughs> oh man, that's been a tough lesson because I'm definitely a people pleaser. Yeah. And yeah, like, no matter what you do, there's always going to be someone, like we say, always ask the question, just anything like that. So as long as you can get someone that's inclusive and, you know, they're, they're an extension of the brand as well. You want them to align with everything that we feel and, yeah, it's so important. Yeah, for sure. I mean, those. Are, if you're a caring person naturally, then you want people to be happy and, um, you know, you don't want complaints and you'll do anything to try and, um, cater for them. I mean, you're you're a good example. Fantastic customer service um, from a hospitality background where it's all about positivity. You know, the customer's always right. Please, please the customer. 
but um, you've got to balance that with really strong leadership and um, we know where we're going, we know what we stand for, we know who we are, we believe fully in our vision and where we're going and that may not be um, for everyone too. Yeah. So did you want to get cracking on some of the, some of the people you got involved? I know, you know, sticking, sticking your fingers in every pie, getting people around, did you want to... You know, shout out some people that are working behind the scenes for you at Unleash. Yeah, I guess um, part of the accreditation process and the application process to get into um, the Rugby League Players Association to be an accredited agent, you need to show and tell them who your network is. So there's a range of people that have helped me in the application process, but they're, they're all people that have been a big part of my life and have helped make me who I am as well. Um, so I guess from there's almost probably too many people to name, um, but I will make sure I address them appropriately <laughs> if we miss them out here. So I think our core team, um, you know, there's a financial planner named Rod Johnson. Um, there is my old boss, Ian Rebilliard, who is the executive director at Central Coast Academy of Sport. Yep. There's these key mentors and figures that I can keep drawing um, information and inspiration from. Um, you know, the guys that we're sitting down and working with now, like Ray Moonga, um, who just finished his stint, is the New Zealand Warriors chaplain. Um, he's a part of our team as the wellbeing manager and essentially a chaplain for our athletes. Um, awesome dude he, His vibe is just so contagious eh? Yeah absolutely And he has he just has um, People's hearts at the front of his um, Interests and motivation in, in everything he does So shout out to Ray Because he just got that uh, that gig with Firebirds gig Congrats Ray Yeah We'll have to, we'll have to get him down for a chat Because man I love him <laughs> <laughs> Yeah With Queensland Netball So he's, he's working with them um, Tim Knight Who's working with um, three unleashed athletes at the moment through uh, Alta Athletics. So massive shout out to Tim, essentially sponsoring um, our athletes as they really look to take their mental and physical um, side of their sport to the next level. Yep. Uh, he just was recently, once again, the Central Coast Mariners um, A-League strength and, or sports scientist, strength and conditioning coach, um, so, yeah, there's people like that that we have in our network, let alone yourself um, finishing your sports management degree. Talk that, talk us through that, George. Well, yeah, well, that's originally why I moved to the Gold Coast to get to the sports management. And I guess the same sort of thing. You sort of sit down and you'd be like, what, what, what is, I guess, what is my purpose, I guess? And I guess coming through my journey in sports, I've always been quite talented, but um, I guess I've never really put in put in the work, I guess, to take it to the next level with sports. And I don't know. I just sort of look back and I just don't really want that to happen to people that obviously are a lot more talented than I and just see them get into something that they enjoy doing. So I don't know, just super passionate about making all these, I guess, the younger kids coming through their lives better and pushing them you know, to be the best they can be. And that's what Unleash is about, getting them to be the best they can be. And, yeah, just working through this sports management degree, <laughs> we were just talking before how, like, it is it is so much different than the degree. Like, the, you know, we always say that this job now touches just, like, training for 
you know, what what's next? Like all the stuff that we're learning, like the, how long I've been working at the Touch Club, how long is it now? Two months. I've learned just so much about just all aspects of the sports management business and just dealing with people really. So I don't know, almost finished my sports management. I have about four units to go. And then, yeah, so nah, been really good, but learning a lot, definitely in the job at Touch. Yeah. And I think it's been about four months, so that's that's how quick it, oh. it feels like it's gone. There you go. Um, so, yeah, that real-world experience. So, obviously, I have a Bachelor of Education. I'm from a teaching background, and I started my MBA in sports management, but um, while I was studying and working, I was – studying and doing and you you're experiencing this right now you're doing hypothetical situations of things that you're doing in real life anyway yeah so for me at that stage now that i'm accredited it was like okay well if i feel the need to go and um complete that degree later my master's or something like that then i'll do it but we're in the grind and we're doing it right now and we're learning, um, you know, as much probably a lot more just being on the ground um, doing it. So, yeah, I mean, um, to talk about our other core Unleashed members, there's obviously my my sister, Whitney Tipple, um, doing creative design and public relations at Bond at the moment, Um, keen to do work experience and everyone's just volunteering we're all on intern money right now right (laughs) or minus minus intern money including myself so i think that's the beautiful thing we're not in it for the money Um, slave labor going and it's so yeah essentially (laughs) but that comes with me with me first and i mean it's so easy to say um you're not in it for the money well you're also in an industry where um the money proportionally to the rest of society is kind of out of whack. Yeah. Like, and that's a big misconception about the sports management space. Hey, people always picture that when you get into sports management, it's going to go straight to the professional where you're earning all this big money, but it's so not that, Hey, like, I don't know, you re- you really got to love it and got to be passionate about it. And that's, you know, where the journey can go from there. Like, yeah, I just feel like people always think that, you know, these sports managers going around in their new Teslas, like, I don't know, you're driving a Corolla out the front, mate. Like, it's a big, it's a big journey. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, um, when I said that to my cousin, Ant, so, um, you know, my, like, people might think that this is all glamorous, but they haven't seen how crappy my bedroom is. Like, <laughs> heads up, no curtain gang. No eh? curtain gang. Um, but, you know, I lived in China with four other people in this random apartment by myself, um, I lived in a school dorm and all these experiences leading up to this point are what you get the payoff from. But my career tra- trajectory and all the things that I've chosen to do are very uh, unique, I would say, yeah. um, because I want to follow um, where that flow is and where I feel that life is guiding me. Um, what I'm super passionate about and that means that sometimes you have to sacrifice things that um, maybe you'd hoped that you had. Like I'm 34 years old. I pretend to be a lot younger. Um, that calf of yours doesn't, mate. No, nah, the <laughs> <laughs> the football performance and the, and the body definitely are beyond my age. But, um, you know, having that youthful exuberance, I guess, comes from living a life that I'm really passionate about. Um, but yeah, that means that I, at 15 years old, did I think that 
my life would look like this at 34? No, nah, but do I feel like I'm a failure or anything like that? Like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. If you're doing something you're passionate about, mate. That's, yeah. That's what everyone strives to do. Yeah. And did you want to follow into, so who, you've gone into the team and what role they're playing in each. Is there anyone you missed or? I missed everyone. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Luke Gossett, who is a, a lawyer, um, these are just people who are like my family or literally are my family. So Aunt Tipple, um, James Tipple, Brendan Chan, Brian Chung, um, you know, those guys are in a, in a group chat that we're just starting to sort of grow inspiration. Um, so they're all part of it, all uh, add a lot to what we're doing in different aspects. And as the company grows, um, hopefully their impact and, um, you know, what we're able to get people involved in grows as well. I mean, family, we'll keep touching on that forever while we do this thing. Um, it is a family. That's the epitome of Unleashed, just what you're talking about with the roles, just everyone playing their part and everyone, yeah, essentially is a family. All these people, w like, willing to help you out, willing to be involved and, man, that, that's the dream, right? You must must be super Super blessed. Yeah, I I am super blessed. Um, and I think you take those blessings and you turn that into really hard work now as well. Like we were talking with the Social Lab boys just before about, okay, everything's on the table now and all it takes is hustle and you have a choice to either do the, do the hard work to make it all happen or shy away and prioritise the wrong things and then this can just be a real cool podcast. Um, and a real nice dream that didn't work out. Well, uh, I remember over summer, all a lot of the NRL boys were at the PAV and stuff like that. And I remember thinking, like, man, you wouldn't see Tom Brady or Michael Jordan or, you know, these absolute killers doing this hmm. and partying their summer away and stuff like that. And I don't, I don't know those guys personally, but from what I gather. And then... And then I thought, man, if you're at the precipice, if you're right at the top, what are you prepared to do to be great? What are you prepared to sacrifice? And I turned it back on me and I thought, Mark, what are you – like you're in exactly the same position. You can achieve everything you've ever dreamed of and really put your dreams into action now or you can just like essentially piss it all away. Like mm. so there – there's that, you know, what are you prepared to sacrifice and prepared to do? It's meant to take hard work. You're meant to enjoy it, but there's going to be things that, yeah, you're going to need to um, give away, get your priorities right. The perv makes you think some special things, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what a spot. Always, yeah. Love the pav. <laughs> All right, did we want to crack onto some of the athletes that you have now? Do you want to introduce the athletes you have? Yeah, love them. <laughs> love Fam family. I think that's that's as well an extension. So there's four officials officially signed athletes right now. Um, and All a bunch of legends. Yeah, all absolute legends. Oh, and um, I mentioned to you and my sister last night that the oldest that I'd met any of them was like 14. I've known them all from the, when they were 12, 13, 14. So... Um, I taught some of them, I coached some of them. Um, so they are essential family to me and I do see myself as their big brother. So Olivia Koenig, big shout out to her. She's doing special things for the Roosters. Um, she's on a real roll and 
uh, loving the work that she's putting in. So she won the last NRLW season with the Roosters, starting second rower. Um, she's playing with so much confidence this season. Playing with confidence, having fun. She's an awesome chick. Um, she won State of Origin with the Blues. And this Sunday we're going to her game at Suncorp, um, which is exciting, her semi-final for the Roosters again in this current NRLW season. So uh, don't want to scare her, but um, talking to her coach and John Strange and things like that, we she's on a really good trajectory um, if she keeps up what she's doing and just enjoying herself. She's for the strength and size that she has, her speed, her skills, that little no-look pass Whoa. she threw on the weekend is just Man, so on a platter. pure. Yeah. You could have scored that. Your calf would have got over the line. On a platter, one. I know. You just walk over on those ones. So um, really proud of her. And she's my sister's best friend as well. She's like fully a part of our family. Um, you know, she loves my niece as much as what we do. So, um, yeah, family. That we'll keep bringing up that word. So there's Liv, um, Owen Flaherty, another young gun from the Central Coast. Uh, I would say one of the best touch footballers in the world, not just at 19 years old, just purely um, in the world. He's super underrated. Freak. Amazing skills, vision, um, great kid, great attitude. We would do extras. He would text me from when he was like 14 years old to go down the field and do extra sessions, and I never once said no um, to him. Um, and that just shows. And when we were doing it at that age and when he's messaging me, it's one thing to message a bloody 30-year-old dude, but, like, you know, to ask them to go and do extra sessions, it's just like, okay, you're, you're different. Like, yeah. you're built different. You're special. Built different. Um, and it's cool that that's playing out for him now. So, obviously, New South Wales Australian representative um, in touch football uh, just finished the season with North Sydney Bears SG ball, and we're hoping to find him a really good landing spot for Jersey Flag. Um, under 21s this year where he'll be bottom age so a couple of good opportunities there um big future ahead are we yeah freak riley burke um currently signed with the sydney roosters going into his bottom age of sg ball very similar to owen in terms of elite touch footballer um known riley since he was maybe oh probably like 10 Eight, nine, ten. Um, from the same touch club as Liv and Owen and I are. Massive yeah. shout out to Central Coast Dolphins. Um, so Riley, super talented, um, contracted by the Roosters. They know that he's he's really special as well. Um, and I love Riley because part of his real drive is he's just one of those kids that's really focused and really wants to look after his family. Um, yeah. His actual family? Family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, lo I love that about Riley. And then um, Bowen Forshaw is a, a kid that's just come on board as well. I taught Boz. Um, he just finished a season down in Melbourne where he moved down with, like, no friends and had a really tough season in the Thunderbolt system uh, for Jersey Flag. Like, obviously not many – not heaps of um, known rugby league players in Melbourne – Obviously, there's the storm and stuff like that, but most of those guys come from interstate, Queensland. Yeah. Um, so, Boz went down there, had a really um, tough season, ended up playing some games at the end of the year, and he looks like he's got an opportunity with the Rabbitohs this year. Um, top age, jersey flag, uh, work ethic is there, um, and I'm just really proud of where his mind is, the work that he's putting in with Jeremy Belcher, um, another, another part of the family. Um, through JB Performance 
So those are those are the players that we're uh, essentially looking after right now. There's Linda McGrady, the captain of Tweed Seagulls, who um, another one that has family ties that we're talking to to see what, what happens for him um, for the rest of his career as well. Really good guy, and and that's the thing. We we want to work with good people, and hopefully, um, good people want to work with us too. Hundred percent. And the main thing you said about all of them is like hardworking, and, and like they want it, and that's the people that you want to want to be around. Hey, and yeah, I guess they're we've said it, but they're the extension of the brand as well. So you want their work ethic, you want their passion, all that on show because that's a you know good. Oh, I'm lost for words. No, I mean how it's important that they represent your brand how how many off-field dramas do you have with managers with athletes with things like that so when you're bringing people into your family and into your home like you've kind of got to be sure of where they're going and what their purpose is and who they are as people as well and there are big money players that would be super tempting to be able to facilitate and you know um like get some benefit from huge contracts, but is it worth it on the back end as well? And is it more trouble than what you were? So as we navigate, uh, you know, the journey, I guess we just have to um, balance balance all those things out. Yeah. In, in talking about that, tell us about the future for Unleashed. Have you got a couple-year plan, let's say two, three, five-year plan? Where, where's Unleashed going? Yeah. I mean, we love what we do at Gold Coast Touch. It ties in really well with, uh, sports management and the company um, I think we'll continue to talk to the committee about um, you know we're not shying away from what is building with Unleash so how that works with Gold Coast Touch um, obviously Touch Football and Unleash will always be intertwined so it works really well right now it just means that things are busy and things are yeah. full on um, but we love it. So passionate about both of them. So it's, it's so easy to go to work each day. And yeah, like you said, tie in so well. Yeah, exactly. So um, I guess there's kind of a slow build over the next 18 months to three years with building clientele um, in terms of making sure that we provide quality services for every athlete that we have on board as well. So building connections in the footy clubs, um, building a really strong reputation with them that you know what you're talking about, that your talent ID is spot on, um, that your technical analysis of what players can do and the kind of players that you'll bring to a club are yep. quality. And then building um, network with sponsors and third-party um, you know, sponsors that can look after the athletes and um, get them the benefits that they deserve to be looked after off the field as well. So building a network is really big over the next few years. Um, and, yeah, building the team um, to make sure that we can facilitate all of that as yeah. well. Yeah, and I think that's one of your greatest assets as well is your talent ID. Obviously, your ability to connect with people from all walks of life and, you know, be, be friends with everyone – We've walked in many tournaments before, and if you ever walk in with Mark, man, if you need to walk 100 metres, we're at least talking to, you know, 15, 20 people. It actually gets annoying towards the end, <laughs> to be honest. But, but, you know, your ability, like you said, you're, you're looking at these kids from when they're young, like 13, 14, and just your ability to just know, like, you know, that they're hardworking, their personality traits, and, yeah, you've got a really good eye for talent. So, Thank you, Jordan. 
Uh, thanks so much. I don't give him any compliments, so that that was a good one. Yeah, take that on board. Yeah, no, I'll um, <laughs> I'll watch that back a few times. I reckon. Thank you. That that means a lot. And um, I'm not perfect. I think um, knowing that in me, I may have had talent and things that people didn't recognize, but I had this really deep um, sense of self belief and awareness of what I could bring to a team or an environment and I just didn't think that it got pulled out of me or called out of me at times where I've wanted someone older to do that and so I think that is something that I really look to do is not everyone can um, be Dylan Hennessy and throw a really long ball but what is your special gift that you can bring to the team or the environment let's pull that out of you because that um, that makes you who you are that makes you special and that will bring a lot to our team, what we're doing. Um, 100%. And it gives people purpose too, you know. So. And people always say to work on your weaknesses as well, but you can reverse that and be like, what's your strength? And let's really work on your strength and make it, you know, like your, your biggest asset. Like, you know, that's what you contribute to the team. You might as well, you know, thrive on that and make the most of it. I think that's so huge. Like we all have weaknesses and I'm – Over the past three years while I've lived on the Gold Coast, I've been made aware of my weaknesses more than at any other time in my life. Um, And there's only so much we can do to fix those weaknesses, to build them up. But what are our really special strengths that we can bring? Um, Hopefully our weaknesses don't um, take away from the strengths, but, you know, the strengths are what are going to make us special and really contribute so if you have a team and if you build a team that cover up some of your weaknesses and you can cover up theirs well guess what like we're very strength focused and yeah um i think a big shout out we talked about uh this morning how this all started and i remember five years ago 2017 i started working central coast academy of sport and luke kane um one of like my best mates, one of the best humans I've met. And we were trying to get him an under-20s deal um, off the back of what he's done in touch and footy and stuff. I've never seen a guy not make teams as talented as Luke at a young age. I can vouch him as well. I played in the same team and he was a freak. Yeah. He's so underrated. Like sometimes you look at things he does and then, you know, he's not getting picked in these teams and you're like, how? Like. Yeah. These people like looking away, like I don't get it. Yeah, so I remember five years ago, spoke to a really high level um, player agent about Luke to try and get him a deal. And that was good to dip my toe into the industry as well. And then I remember we didn't hear anything back. Um, and Kano just absolutely killed it that season for Wyong Ruse in 2017. And then the next year, he kept playing footy on the side of the stuff he he did in touch. And then the next year, he didn't make a touch team again, but played in the NRL touch premiership for like the third choice option for that team. Won the Dally M of touch football at 20. For the Tigers, did he play for? Played for the Tigers that year. um, Just off snapping people on three on threes, really. Um, And then, you know, off the back of that, I think... I was like, oh, okay, maybe there's something in this. There's the talent ID. There's the recognition of talent crossing over from touch to footy. And then there's the mentoring side of in terms of, okay, how do we help Luke Kane get the best out of 
um, out of himself on and off the field. So, yeah. 100%. Have we got anything? (laughs) (laughs) We can probably just do something to wrap it up. Yeah. Do you want to shout out anyone else? Um, Yeah, I want to shout out Gold Coast Touch for uh, looking after us, for putting food on the table, giving us the opportunity to, um, you know, be in leadership positions at the club. Plenty of good lessons, plenty of challenges, um, but plenty of good times ahead with with GCTA as well. Um, best best club on the in Australia, not on the coast in proud, Australia. Proud to be doing what we are, and um, my my home touch club as well, Central Coast Dolphins. I wouldn't be in any of the, these positions um, without them, without guys like John Dalton and Paul Farrow and um, the support they showed me as a young guy coming through. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's people that we'll work with that we are already that didn't get shouted out, but um, excited about what the future holds for us. I think um, for Unleashed, it really starts now. Um, and it will be a very fun journey over the next three years. I'd like to shout you out, Jordan. You said a lot of nice things about me. If I say all the nice things about you, I'll start um, crying. But um, we, don't, we don't want that. Glad, glad that we're here. And um, obviously, when we you're talking about family and stuff, it's nice to be able to do things like the social lab boys. Nice to be able to do things with people that you love, and you're all on the same um, wavelength and. You're just enjoying the hard work while while you're getting it done too. So things um, just come from that. Hey, not forced, not nothing. It just you throw it into the universe. Do things you love, and you know things come from that. Yeah, absolutely. And shout out to Unc. Always. And, nah, good to have you on, mate. Good to be here. Thanks for having me, George. <laughs> this is my podcast now. <laughs> no, nah, yeah, big shout out to Social Lab for having us here. That was awesome, and hopefully we'll see you again. Awesome. Thank you.